0: Hello, everybody. everybody. <laughs> we sound like the doctor in The Simpsons. <laughs> Hello, anyway, everybody. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Ordinary Extraordinary. My name is Ben Clune. This is my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown. You did that
0: already and when no, part of the I episode. Oh, you don't think I you don't, did? I don't think I did that. All right. If we did, then I get it You just twice. did it twice. We argued today. Oh, did we? We got into it. We
1: did. We haven't been that heated in a little while.
0: No. I don't feel like I was heated. I just said bullshit. Yeah,
1: that's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah today we're discussing intellectual honesty um and if i'm intellectually honest ben was wrong in that argument oh my god <laughs>
1: <laughs> I kid. if i'm intellectually honest i'm i'm recording with a dick you knew that oh, that's true if yeah <laughs> anyway
0: we're gonna we're gonna get to the episode now thank you for listening and enjoy enjoy boom boom All right, Benny Boo.
1: I'm car. We're recording. We're recording. Finally. Yep, we are finally recording. It took about half an hour later than we normally would, even though you were here on time. My life is a little crazy today. Your life is good. a shit
0: show today. But it's a productive shit show. Like Should we tell everybody how you stood two of your friends up for lunch? <laughs> After inviting them to lunch? Yeah. <laughs> And you gave us, what, 10 minutes notice that you weren't going to be there? <laughs> yeah, at least I gave you notice. I was already there by the time uh, I read the text messages. Did I didn't read the text messages while I was driving. Numb nuts. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Out of curiosity, what time did you realize that you weren't going to make it? 10 minutes before? Yeah.
1: Well, I was in a meeting before that that went like 20 minutes longer than it was supposed to, too. That one did, and I had about 12 meetings that morning like 12 back-to-back 20-minute sessions. And so when I got there, it was like, oh, this could be Do you think
0: this was poor planning on your part?
1: I don't really care what it was. I'm
0: just asking <laughs> the question. Really do you, you <laughs> think it was poor planning on your part?
1: Oh, it was poor planning to ask you to lunch. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked you to Thanks lunch.
0: Thanks for being intellectually honest. Oh, yeah. You were so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you intellectual prick. Do you see what I was trying to do there? Yeah, I saw what you were trying to do there. Why don't you... F- talk about what we're going to talk about you talk today. about it it's your topic okay so we're going to talk about intellectual honesty today <laughs> and i kind of led ben up the garden path there so that we could talk about intellectual honesty a little bit because i just want him to admit that he was a clown for trying to schedule feel that feel like a stroll through the garden i did however really appreciate what you scheduled and still went and practiced putting and chipping a little bit while i, ate a cheeseburger I was gonna say between. i
1: know you guys are not going to be upset about the fact
0: that i asked you to go putt during lunch and have a burger on the patio like yeah so i had that realization a couple weeks ago and i've done it a couple of times since i think i told you guys yeah, like yeah. indian canyon's right up the road from yeah, it's close downtown where we're all working so why don't we just run up there for lunch every now and again and yeah putt, putt, and putt and chip and eat a cheeseburger Is which he, i'm allowed like to do again. there he did yeah okay yeah
1: I McNulty mean, never even responded <laughs> straight up ghosted all of us what, is he in Hawaii again or something?
0: I don't know. <laughs> he did do something that you might be mad at him for, though. What, bought Dogecoin? He bought a Porsche. Did he, did he really? A Cayenne, yep. I have a picture of it. I don't like the rims, but it's a nice car. I'm going to text him right now. Oh, you're going to text him while we're, while we're recording? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's not very nice. You didn't even text the
1: car guy with a pic of your
0: new car he did text the car guy with a picture of his new car he texted me you
1: text the Scotsman (laughs) WTF I'm I'm, I'm trying to show you a picture of the car did he get the expensive one
0: too I don't believe so
1: that guy can't
0: just sit
1: still for two seconds (laughs) god
0: (laughs) right. can we get
1: back to You're the that brought that up. I know. Let's be intellectually honest. Today is not the
0: right day to be intellectually honest. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the concept of intellectual on... Can, can I tell you the genesis of this and where it came from? Sure. So... Frame it. Frame it. We had early, early on in the podcast, we talked about busy versus productive, right? Um, and one of the things that came out of that, I think you and I both... Agreed that somehow it's become really trendy to be like, "Oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, I so that. much going on. Oh, I don't even have time to scratch my ass today. <laughs> and oh, three hours sleep. And oh, it was so it, my kids are doing so much, and we have so much going on that we don't even have time to have sex or do this or whatever it <laughs> well, is. Right? Wow, this is getting really personal. But where are you going with this? People are—they are, wear busy like a badge of honor, and where? <laughs> Where high I demand. where the genesis for this topic came from was last week I'm on a call a work call with about 12 other colleagues and we were we were kind of given success stories and things we're working on and going over some things and we all did that and then uh, one of the guys who's is a director um, so he's in Pennsylvania I believe Pittsburgh you know he asked hey let's let's share some of the stuff we're struggling with Um, and what came out of that was a bunch of people talking about struggling to fit everything in working long hours, starting early, finishing late Um, and it really agitated me not for the reasons you might think the reason it agitated me was I'm sitting there going as soon as I get off this call I'm going to the golf course and teeing off how the hell are you guys not able to manage your time? Because I know what's on my plate. I know what you guys are working on. I'm looking at my production versus your production. And that's not a boast. But I'm going, I think if we, if we were going to be intellectually honest, you would say you're not managing your time, right? You're not being productive, but you're staying busy. And that you have to have either better time management. So what I've got here is they were given reasons they they thought were reasons but they were excuses Um, and people weren't owning up to themselves that their time management their work habits were just not up to speed and notice I didn't say work ethic I said work habits so I had a couple of offline conversations with people and they did admit that I was like hey look I was concerned like hey what are you doing for this and how are you doing this and what are you doing in order to make sure that this is done in a timely manner and I gave them some advice and I mean, I've had text messages and phone calls since thanking me for the, the feedback. But that's where it's like people were making excuses for not doing the things that they had to do because they were doing a lot of things they don't have to do. And that's where the, the thought for intellectual honesty came from. And then I think I've shared with you before from a cognition standpoint, I'm a different person in the morning. So we record at 2.30 in the afternoon, 3 mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not my best mentally I've been awake for better part what 11 hours now so I wake up at four regardless Um, the first thing I do on Monday mornings when I wake up is check podcast live people have already listened to it check all that right but I'm like in the mornings sometimes when I leave the gym I just start a voice memo and everything I'm thinking I say out loud and this is what was bugging me, so the intellectual honesty thing, and then there's a whole topic formed from it, and I was like, I want to talk about this. So that's that was the genesis of why I wanted to talk about it and why I brought it up to you.
1: Interesting. Okay. Intellectual honesty. I like
0: it. Yeah.
1: All right. So there were just a couple things that you said there, specifically uh, ill-time management. I will say, and this is if we're being intellectually honest <laughs> – I will say that it's like, I think you don't realize probably sometimes how much people have going on and how much you think you have going on, and that you have a lot of ability to control your time that others do not have the ability to control. And there is a different level, I will acknowledge this to your benefit, of people's ability to manage time and stress, right? Like, you do, you do a good job of time management, but you also don't have a lot of things that demand your time. A lot of the things. That's not
0: true. I'm calling bullshit on that. We've had this discussion before. You can wake up earlier, you can stay up later. As long as you're willing to have negotiables and non-negotiables, I'm not prepared to let you make this bullshit excuse over and over and over again. You don't have any more going on than I do. All you have is two kids and that's it. To say that I have more time is intellectually dishonest on your part. I have things that I do that I have to do just because they're not the same things as you doesn't make your things more important or my things less important. It's absolute bullshit what you're saying right now.
1: I will leave it at this. Have kids get married then come talk to me.
0: Yeah. You're just making excuses. No, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's not hard having kids. I'm just saying that we had this discussion when you started waking up earlier and fitting things in. So you actually manage your time better now than you did two years ago. But I do think that you're full of shit when you say that.
1: (laughs) You can feel that way. Ask. Here, we should do a poll. How do we do a poll? We need to do a social media poll on one of
0: these. And we'll have them answer. So you're saying anybody that has a child that achieves something is working harder and is better than people that achieve things that don't have kids is essentially what you're saying.
1: I'm saying that. That's not what I'm saying.
0: That's exactly what you're saying. No, it's not what I'm saying.
1: What I'm saying is that the people who have children, their children are going to demand time of them. Mm Mm-hmm that they might otherwise be able to dedicate to relaxing or having free time. Okay. So they don't get to control
0: what they do with that period of time where you rest and you're able to go and produce. So again, you're using your sex trophy as an excuse for not getting to rest. (laughs) Sex trophy? Yeah, a choice you made.
1: Oh good lord. Okay, move on from this. <laughs> but you're look, too you're, you're not
0: willing to engage at an, an honest level on this. That you you literally I'm going to try this again. You're literally making an excuse again for multiple people going. You don't know how much other people have going on. And yeah, you're right. I don't always know what they've got going on. But in any point, and again, I've done this just in the past week. When you engage with someone and say, "Hey, is this a problem of not having enough time?" and you having too many irons in the fire, or is this a you problem that you're not managing Probably, And I don't think
1: you're wrong with that. To some degree, it's both, right? I mean, yes, you have more relationships in your life, be it your wife and your children, and you're going to have more things that demand your time. That's just a a real, real real-life statement. To say that you're effectively managing all of them is a different choice. If your kids are in four different soccer leagues, is that the best use of your time? Probably not. I think people are realizing that. Right now, with their kids staying home in a COVID time. But also, to just blanket say that everybody has the same inputs in their life, essentially, and that we can all manage those inputs exactly the same, is an unfair statement to say. Do you
0: know what everybody does have? 24 hours in a day. The control of those inputs. So, if... No, and I don't disagree with that, right? It's like, it's people's choice to get married. It's people's choice to have kids. And sex trophies was a joke, by the way. It wasn't a derogatory statement. (laughs) <laughs> i'll let the listeners decide
1: what they think about that statement <laughs> but to just say that everybody's life is the same and to not you know and just say well you made those choices i mean you can say that i i i don't think it probably is the kindest thing to say but that's
0: your own i'm not here to be kind i'm not oh, being unkind no, either that. i'm not being unkind that's what so that's the thing about intellectual honesty there's a point where you have to be unkind, sometimes to yourself.
1: Well, and I think that's the one that you should be the most real with is your own self. Yeah. And I don't, again, don't disagree with that. What I'm saying is regard to you, not regard to intellectual honesty.
0: In regard to what? What what you saying in regard to me, the sir? Well, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, I think you can sometimes be closed minded. Right? Like, you're going to, it's, you've thought this, this is the way you see it, and damn it, that's the way it is. When there's a lot of, what I'm saying is, there's a lot of different inputs that until you've walked in their shoes, you probably don't realize.
0: Yeah. And I don't disagree with that. What I do disagree with is you making excuses all the time for people that have kids and them having life harder.
1: Again, I'll say, have that discussion when
0: you have kids. Get married, have kids, then come have that discussion. Again, it comes back to the point that you have the choice of the inputs, right?
1: And again, it doesn't mean that necessarily that if you make that decision that it's easier and good things can be harder. So it's not that it's a negative. I'm not saying it's like, oh, it's all negative and you can't have it. It's like if you make a choice to have kids, you are acknowledging that that's going to take additional time and commitment that you won't otherwise get to spend on the golf course because you're going to want to put it towards your kids but also mm-hmm. there is a psychological benefit and love and like physical relationship whatever you want to call it between your wife and your kids and everything that you have so it's like there's a different level that a single person doesn't have that uh, that a person that made the choice to be in a relationship and have children is going to have to invest in to, you know and want to invest in that is going to take up more time
0: yeah this isn't where I thought this conversation was going to go. But <laughs>
1: Do they ever go the direction I, they really think they're going to go? I'm glad
0: we had the conversation because I, I, it's, it's actually irked me a few times that you've made off-the-cuff remarks about um, things just been easier for me because I don't have kids, and it's like maybe in some re- regards they are, but no, not, I don't when think it, not when it comes to career and the choices I was say, that I, I don't make. think
1: from a work standpoint it necessarily is easier, right? Like the people who put – what all I'm saying is that we'll take same production level, same everything as you. We'll say they're even from Scotland. They're a foreigner living in the States, didn't have the network, <laughs> came here, had to build their own thing, right? And, and, but they're doing it with a wife and kids. There are certain demands, right, wrong, or indifferent. Right? And you're like, get up earlier. It's like, well, you know, maybe their spouse works and they got to take the kid to school. Or maybe the kid was up crying or puking all night, so they only got three hours of sleep. Maybe that, you know, there's just more maybes, I guess.
0: Can I tell you a story about that? About what? I got woken up with the most horrible noise last night. My dog, <laughs> whenever she hears, she's fine with police sirens, she's fine with ambulance sirens, but the fire truck, you know, the woo. And she didn't like that. She just howls like a wolf, right? So your neighbors probably so, loved it too. I live in a decent area. don't hear it too often. Middle of the night, it must have been 1 o'clock. I woke up thinking the house was coming down around me. Something that must have happened close by. And I don't know why they had their sirens on because there could have been no cars on the road. But they didn't shut up for before. And I couldn't get her to stop. She was howling. How And I was... Did your neighbors like what the hell? It's it's happened. It's usually for like 10 seconds and then done. And I'll give her a hug and it's out. You know, I'm talking to her. I'm talking over it. It was so close. She wouldn't. Oh, poor. And I don't know if it's she's just trying to copy the noise or if it really bugs her or what. But yeah, so I got woken up last night at one one o'clock by my dog doing that. And I struggled to get back to sleep. (laughs) so not kids but (laughs) Uh, dogs the fur pet fur baby yeah so so intellectual honesty yeah and there's more to it than just what you and i have talked about so i've got here have you ever wanted something so bad that you ignore the right thing for what you want to happen square pay ground hole yeah yeah so you know we're really good at that here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> square peg round hole. <laughs> no, so sometimes square peg in a round hole, you make it work, right? It's like, it's the only way we can do this, you jimmy-rig it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is beyond what you're doing at work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be work. I mean, there are there are financial firms, for instance, that sign people up for products that are bad products for them. Yeah. They're not doing – they're doing mm-hmm. cookie-cutter stuff. It pays them more of a residual, more of a benefit than – than what the right plan would have. But no, I'm talking more like, you come into something with a preconceived notion or an agenda, right? This is what I want to accomplish. And let's say you're at a table like we're sitting at right now with six people around it. And each one has their agenda. And five of them are willing to hear other people's agendas, but you want yours because it's yours. And that's the only one you're, so you kind of bend the will of others even if it's a bad place to go, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you come in with a mindset where you're intellectually honest and go, look, here's what I want to achieve, but I'm willing to add, subtract, essentially say everything's on the table until it's off the table, right? Yeah. The process, and
1: how I get there might be a little different. Yeah. The road that I take, the path. That and
0: know. an alignment, an alignment of, of values and, okay, yeah. my initial goal was to achieve this. I realized that that's really far-fetched and, in this capacity, so how can we take steps towards it? And I'm uh, intellectually honest enough to receive feedback and understand the pathway that I wanted to go on wasn't there. So I've got some other things written down here as well, but what are your thoughts on that? No, that's a
1: interesting thought too. And, and it's one, I think when you said intellectual honesty, the first thing that came to my mind, and it's not necessarily always the, where the only thing, it was goal setting, right, and, and just life. And you alluded to it with that first point, Read that first point
0: again, would you? Which? Your first bullet that you just had that you just said. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you ignore the right thing for what you want? Yeah, and that's
1: kind of a, that goes
0: both ways, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, when we're doing goal setting,
1: a lot of the times it's like, I think people need to acknowledge what they actually want out of life and be real with that and, and intellectually honest with what it's going to take and what the inputs are going to have to be a lot of the time. And that could actually go back to our earlier conversation <laughs> about marriage, kids, a lot of that stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. being intellectually honest with yourself. It's like, <laughs> what do you want? Because I think some people get through life and then they realize they might have wanted children and they might have wanted to have married, but during the period of time when they were, were living, they didn't try for those things, right? And they weren't intellectually honest with themselves because they were at a certain period where it's like, I'm living it up and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And they let time go by and they let things happen that don't align with what maybe their long-term values are or what their long-term hopes and dreams were. Mm -hmm. It's like, and if you don't step back sometimes, I think, and evaluate your timeline of life and the trajectory on which you're on and be intellectually honest with yourself is, hey, are my current inputs going to give me my expected outputs 20 years down the line? Uh, okay, be intellectually honest. Do I need to change my inputs? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, and I hear, in finance you see this a lot with people. are like, I didn't realize how far behind I was until I got there, <laughs> until I arrived. And you figure out how far behind you are. When if they would have 20 years ago been a little intellectually honest with themselves and said, okay, I'm, I'm at the bar this weekend. Uh, I'm taking another vacation. I bought a new Porsche. (laughs) I did these things. That wasn't a dig. Don't get mad, Pat. (laughs) I know you're a good saver. I just had to use that because you said it. (laughs) You didn't text me the picture. But if you're doing these things and you're having these inputs that look really cool and fun in the moment, but they don't align with where
0: you want to be in 20 years, well, I mean,
1: mean, be real with yourself about
0: it. I have another bullet point here that's exactly that. I wrote down... Sometimes intellectual honesty is just admitting you aren't doing all that you can to achieve what needs to be achieved or what you want to achieve. Read it again. Sometimes intellectual honesty is just admitting you aren't doing all you can to achieve what needs to be achieved or what you want to achieve. Yeah.
1: And sometimes
0: it's realizing
1: that maybe the things that you're doing right now and where that's going to lead you is fine, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of time people have a disconnect, and it's a, what's that line? It's a million dollar goals, hundred thousand dollar work ethic, or something mm-hmm. like that. Million dollar goal with a, a minimum wage work ethic. Yeah, minimum wage. I th- I, I, I guess I increased it to hundred thousand. I increased it to six figure. Yeah, you still gotta have a good work ethic, I guess, at hundred thousand too. So, million dollar goals, minimum wage work ethic, right? And they want that to be how it works, but it's not, and that's fine. And if mm-hmm. you want to have the minimum wage. Work ethic, just realize that you kind of have the minimum wage lifestyle too. Yeah. And guess what? That's okay. Like, if that's what you want and you want to, and you feel fulfillment in some other way, I'm not going to judge you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny that you, you invariably find a way to bring it to finance. And I like that because it's what you do. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. A lot of money too. But I think it also, Pat just takes me back, by the way. I think it also leans into the fact that. of finance Mm -hmm. is behavior and only so much sorry yeah behavior yeah if not more yeah Yeah. it's behavior and 20% is is mental and a lot of people flip-flop that they've got the 80% mental and 20% behavior so they've got 20% good habits instead of 80% good habits and you know I think specifically in finance so many people it's kind of like the gym people always think oh i'll start saving start saving next week next month next paycheck yeah. and it's like the gym It's like yeah. well i Derek already have monday. shitty food in the house i'll, I'll start yeah. the diet monday yeah right oh, well next monday i'll start i can't start on a went tuesday we went to the store well i mean i yeah. got some it was a hard week and i'm going to treat myself yeah and if you're again if you again i will acknowledge
1: i fall prey to that
0: yeah if you're going to be honest this um it's why not just start now why not get a head start right again you you gotta want it
1: though I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing a lot of people it's like you know they don't really want to actually give that habit up they don't actually want to do that Mm -hmm. so and I'm not saying that's the way it's gonna be forever but it's just acknowledging the fact like somebody asked me we had somebody in that spoke to our team the other day and it was funny and they were talking about habits stress management um do this breathing exercise. do this this is how you do this to measure and well they had us do a couple of exercises right he's like so ben what things did you learn and what habits are you going to implement now after our it's always funny like like a half an hour session is going to have some life altering effect on me like what are you gonna do now to implement and i was like if i'm being honest with you probably nothing <laughs> like i just straight up told him it's like i'm not gonna lie to you like I, I, 10- I probably won't alter any of my habits no it was an outside person that okay. came in to speak like I'm just being honest with you. I'm being intellectually yeah. honest in that was a that was a sort where I was just like totally intellectually honest with myself and that guy because mm-hmm. it was like I appreciate coming in. I learned some really interesting things, you know, and maybe at some point in my life I will utilize them, but there's no particular habits that I'm gonna change now. The only one that I would have changed, which I did a while ago is getting into the gym at least a couple times a week mm-hmm. and being physically active a couple times yeah. a week. See, which this I've
0: been is doing. this is something that I've talked I, about offline, but I want to share. Here with the podcast, I often hear people referred to as motivational speakers, right? Whether it's Simon Sinek, Mel Robbins, fucking Tony Robbins, that wanker, um, John C. Maxwell, another guy I'm not a fan of, obviously, <laughs> right? And they're referred to as motivational speakers, and I'm like, okay, let's let's be intellectually honest about this. First off, if you're referring to someone as motivational, that you need someone to motivate you, you're broken. It's habits you need, not motivation, yeah. right? Second, if you're referring to yourself as a motivational speaker, what kind of arrogant clown are you to think that you can urge people to action? You might say things that are really, really prevalent, really interesting, profound. Yeah. But motivation, we've talked about this, is fleeting. Habits are 100% what's going to get you the results you want, right? Whether that be work habits, fitness habits, relationship habits, Motivation health create habits. a habit. Yeah. Mm. Now, when you are motivated, it's easier to do the habit, mm-hmm. right? But you have to create those neural pathways to, it's just, when you wake up, you hit the alarm, you, I'm going to give you my morning routine. I hit the alarm on my phone, it asked me how I woke up, happy, indifferent, or sad. I choose it. It gives me a percentage of my sleep quality. Sorry, I just burped and tasted that cheeseburger from lunch. Um, tells me percentage of sleep quality. Sorry for sharing that. Gosh, um, dude. It was good the second time around as well, though. Oh, um, so, then I get up. I go to the other room. I put my AirPods in and I start a podcast while I'm faffing around, getting my gym bag ready, doing all that stuff. So that's my habit every morning nothing alters it nothing changes it um that's what gets me up and going to the gym not because i love going to the gym i do enjoy it but it's just as easy to stay in bed just yeah. as nice to stay in bed if especially not, when it's nicer, cold out if not nicer, yeah. yeah um so i wanted to touch on that because you were talking about motivation to do this and that and the whole motivational speaker thing for me is like needing motivation
1: well, and it's fine. I think going back to earlier, like motivation being the catalyst for habit, mm-hmm. <laughs> habit being the routine that leads ultimately to success, right? Because mm-hmm. I tell people it's like the, the the path to like success and making money, and, and not that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm there by any means, you know. But it's like I again acknowledge the fact that I am doing fine for my age mm-hmm. um, is not quitting when it's hard, <laughs> and, and having habits. I think is what helps you get through the not quitting when it's hard. yeah. Because in anything, like getting up in the mornings, there's certain mornings to your little apps standpoint, like happy, sad, neutral, like we are gonna get up and you're gonna feel differently and you're not gonna wanna go to the gym or you might get up one morning and just feel intrinsically motivated and want to go to the gym or you're going to wake up some nights when you didn't sleep well and not want to go at all and want to go back to bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you're like, if you can get your ass out of bed and just get in the routine of the habit and kind of almost black out, that's what habits, I think, allow for it almost, is yeah. for you to almost just black out and do the actions that ultimately lead to success even when you don't want to do them.
0: Well, for me, and I'm going to, I'm going to try and psycho- psychoanalyze here a little bit. I think it comes from grown up Catholic. I take enormous... <laughs> pleasure in routine. Huh. I take pleasure in knowing where I'm going to be from from a from a goal standpoint, not on a vacation or anything like that. Like yeah. my downtime is downtime. Like I don't want to have to be anywhere. But I'm a creature of habit and routine and it's something that I grew to love. But the Catholic church was the reverence and the routine and standing up and sitting down and kneeling down and you want to fuck with Catholics, by the way, go to a Catholic <laughs> service and stand up or sit down at the wrong time because the people around you are like, oh, what shit. What did I miss? What did I miss? Shit, did the d- d- priest. <laughs> hey, Hail Mary, full of grace, something. something, I'm, a, something. I'm a horrible person, but um, yeah. So I think what we should talk about next is um, intellectual dishonesty. Because obviously that's the other side of this, yeah, right? It's the
1: opposite of honesty.
0: And we <laughs> see it. I actually wrote down some places that we see it, right? Um, I think we see it in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And what I've got here is people overvaluing their worth or their input. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. too many people aren't aren't honest with themselves when, when they get a review, for instance. I, mean, I mentioned this to you yep, on the phone yep, earlier. Yep. They get a review and they go home mad and they're telling someone that, and they said, I don't, I'm always late. And I've only been late four times this week, and I showed up on time on Friday. And it's like, okay, so 80% of the time, that person's right. Yeah. Like, you clearly have a timekeeping a, a problem here. You control that, fix it. If there's an extenuating circumstance, and this is where I'm going to give you your pass. Kids, something happened communicate that most people most people are willing to work with you on this stuff or all communication especially in today's day and age with what's happened with covid and everything else people are willing to say "Well, work an extra hour at the end of the day and come in in a bit little bit later yeah but if it's just a timekeeping issue because you're not waking up on time or you're you're getting there five minutes late and blaming traffic every morning it's like we'll leave five minutes fucking earlier the
1: ones that i love is when they get in late, blame traffic, and have a Starbucks in their hand. Yeah. You're like, come on. <laughs> yeah. At
0: least give me that line and don't hold the Starbucks. So the other the other place I think we see it in the workplace, and I've talked to you about this. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, is the water cooler folk. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's the person that will tell you how to do the job, is always at the coffee maker, at the water cooler, walking around the office, if you're not in an office environment, they're the ones that are bitching in the break room, um, telling how they would do the job when they they're, they don't have the rank, the superiority, or the wherewithal to do the job. But the people that are successful at doing the job are the ones that they want to criticize. So there's a lot of intellectual dishonesty there because if they were to sit down and actually give themselves an honest evaluation of their what they're doing they would realize that, yeah, you might have the ideas, but you don't have the application. You're not applying yourself the way you can. And often those people are brilliant intellectually. They're brilliant from a, when they apply themselves, but they're just not doing it. So,
1: Sorry, I just yawned.
0: Yeah. Oh, I had to turn away
1: for a second. I think the intellectual dishonesty thing really comes down to, at least for me, if I'm not being... Uh, intellectually honest and I'm being intellectually dishonest comes down to ego. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't want to feel your ego damage. You don't want to say you're wrong. Nobody likes being wrong, but if you can be intellectually honest or you can choose to lie, I mean, I know plenty of people who are pathological liars and every time it's just like, or they're not necessarily pathological, liars, but they can never own their shit. <laughs> right. It's like, well, that wasn't They always have an excuse for everything they do. Mm-hmm. And, I've also been the guy to say, uh, to re- I, c- I couldn't tell you who originally said this quote, right? But it was like, if there's a problem and you want to own the problem, you can be the solution. If the problem is inflicted upon you, and you're not willing to own the problem, you're not willing to be, you can't be part of the solution. You can't fix it, right? And you're at the mercy of somebody else fixing the problem. So it's like, if you can, if you can own it and be intellectually honest, you can be part of the solution to the problem to move through it and to move on and to actually do something productive mm-hmm. but so many people from an ego standpoint can't own the problem and they can't and then they're, they're being intellectually dishonest with themselves about the role that they might even play in the problem be it a small role be it a big role mm-hmm. whatever role maybe there is no role yeah and they're being intellectually dishonest with their colleagues with the role that their colleagues played in it or their spouse or their whatever
0: yeah what you what you're describing is victim mentality right yeah they're out to get me. You know, yeah. the person that said... Life always happens to me. Four different jobs in three years. And, oh, the supervisor here hated me. And that place sucked because they did this. And mm-hmm. it's like common factor. Yeah, yeah. You've five down. jobs and you, uh, you're you yeah. the only common factor. Let's boil this down. I, I actually had someone reach out to me on Instagram. Or Instagram, not Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn today. Asking me if about us hiring. And... I'm going to meet with them for coffee, but I have a list of red flags as long as my arm. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, I know they don't listen to this, um, and I'm not going to name them. But exactly what I just described, I want to say, like, five different positions in six years. Yeah, and so every year they turn Entry-level positions as well. So something's, yeah. something's not right there.
1: And I get people searching for their fit. Yeah. And I get people searching for what you know, is right. But, yeah, at some point... Mm-hmm. The fit is about, I think, going back to that thing—the habit, like in making stuff kind well, of
0: work. When you're moving sideways in similar industries, yeah, it's a good yeah. way
1: to never make any money or get anywhere. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> that, another doesn't, that doesn't work too well. Another place we see intellectual dishonesty is in health, right? We talked about, oh, it. yeah, people that they know what they have to do. There isn't a, p- a human being on earth that doesn't know that eating less and moving more will be better for them. Um. Regardless of pre-existing conditions or anything, there's always a way that you can eat better, move a little more, um, and make yourself more healthy. Um, and we put it off, and we, we make excuses, and, you know, it's, oh, my thyroid is, no, I'm retaining water, no, you're retaining chips. Um <laughs> Let's, let's again, be honest. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm big boned. Yeah, your belly bone's a hell of a size. <laughs> your belly um, bone. <laughs> <laughs> and your arse bone, that's another huge one. Um, oh, so funny. I'm being mean, I'm sorry. Your arse bone. So. I
1: remember watching, I told somebody the other day, it was the Hulk. Remember the Hulk? Hulk
0: Hogan? Uh, yeah, Hulk
1: Hogan. Yeah. So, and it, I can't remember the reality TV show that he had. It was him. It his, was Hogan Knows Best. Was it Hogan? I'm not a reality TV fan, but I love Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so I I used to watch this as a kid a little bit. And I remember he was talking to his wife, his wife, his daughter. What you gonna do when these pythons do the backstroke on you? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't where I was going with it. But (laughs) he was, like, talking to his uh, daughter, cute blonde, Brooke, right? I think is her name, Brooke Hogan. Yeah, she's and like
0: six foot as well. Six foot. Two she really? or something. Yeah, she
1: looks like a, like a model, right? Yeah. I don't. I've not seen a picture of Brooke Hogan since that show, yeah. so I don't know what she looks like now. But he was talking about eating cookies. He's like, one cookie, two cookie, three cookie, four. Then he got a big back door. <laughs> <laughs> and he says this to
0: his daughter. I'm like, wow, solid parenting advice, Dad. Like, yeah. Do you ever see his diet though? Like, he would just have like this huge jar of hard boiled eggs in the fridge. Like, it was literally chicken protein steak and eggs. Oh, that sounds terrible. I mean, can you imagine how the farts smell? Protein farts oh, in that house. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, oh, but no. I think that's, you know,
1: yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. It was just a funny story. I had to pull in there for some random story. So
0: another place, and, and I, I know I'm guilty of this more often than not, you see intellectual dishonesty, sport. A lot of times we're not willing to admit the faults in our own sports teams or the faults in the athletes that we look up to. and um, So, you know, that's that's kind of a more playful, fun one, you know, not being able to admit that the Seahawks absolutely suck and just because their fans make more noise and because of the stadium that, that they're good. Right.
1: I'll <laughs> march you down to
0: Tim's office after this, let you tell him. Oh, I'll tell. Can we do that? Yeah, I enjoy winding up. Sea chicken fans. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Mr. Season ticket holder over here. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think I was going to say something that's an interesting. If people are struggling with the idea of being intellectually honest, I'd say one practice that I've always liked that I myself have not been good at implementing. But I also think I am somebody who, for the most part, is pretty intellectually honest with myself. And, uh, and I mean, I ask for constructive criticism from people, like proactively. So it's like I want the criticism because I, I can take it, I can decipher it, and my ego is not that fragile. Um, is At the end of the day, take five minutes to evaluate the day. And if there's a particular situation that you're looking at, how like the interaction between uh, Stephen and I earlier, you could look at the interaction between Stephen and I earlier, and even say that we would recorded and say, of that conversation, if I'm looking back at this, was I or was I not intellectually honest? And I think if you get in the practice of that, it will just become a habit that you implement throughout the day, right? And as you take two seconds to stop and say, how do I approach this? Am I being intellectually honest? What should my response be before you speak? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I think the practice of... Like gratitudes a little bit, right? If you do your gratitudes, and hey, thank thankful for my job, thankful for my family, thankful for my home. Uh, pinpoint a particular event in the day where there might have been a disagreement, where I might have thought maybe I lied to myself or I fell short on a particular thing. Mm-hmm. Did I fall short? Why did I fall short? What role did I play in falling short? And how much of that do I really own as my own? How and, and was it hundred percent on me? Because maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But what could you have done better, I think, in being intellectually honest with yourself and training yourself that creating that habit? Because then in the future, it'll just come naturally to you. It's like muscle memory.
0: Yeah. So I would say that you and I learned that in sales. And the reason we learned it in sales, because I don't think everybody realizes that, right? Not everybody looks internally. So in sales, when you fail, you can blame the customer for being stupid, right? Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. And they might not. You can blame the people around you. They screwed up. They didn't put the presentation together well enough. It rained that day, so my suit was wet, so I didn't look my best. Whatever it is, right, you can make all these excuses. But where the intellectual honesty benefits you more than anywhere else is when you can go, all right, Let's write down what I did right. Let's write down what I did wrong. What did they need that I didn't provide for them? Mm-hmm. What reasons did they give me for going elsewhere? Yeah. And sometimes there's intellectual honesty there where you've got to go, okay, that's bullshit. Or, or no, that's legitimate. And I understand that's something that this firm can't do. That's something that I don't... I was square peg, round hole in it, right? Yeah. So I think there's um, there's an enormous difference between salespeople and the rest of the world in that regard the other people that do this better than others know I would that. say good sales people yeah let's yeah. yeah there's a lot of sales people that are not that good. will just make the excuses that, I'd say 80% of them. Oh, nobody's got what are you looking at chips. you keep Somebody looking out the see window See reflection here and there's like, a guy yeah. there stretching it's weird um he oh, exactly. his mask and his hat and stuff. I was like, what are you um, looking at? Well, I can, he's there, but I can see him here. He's back behind
1: you, but you can see yeah. your, his reflection It's like in, the in gym when I'm checking way.
0: a girl out and I have to bounce my gaze off what, like six five mirrors. <laughs> 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 ding, 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 ding. And she's standing right next to you. You don't even realize yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the other places, and I'm going to do something that if you're listening to this, you can't hear, but I'll describe it. In the military... When a superior points at you, they do this. That's and like the hush. The yeah, hush so coming. they put hush their four fingers, fingers and their together. thumb together and they point at you when they're pointing at you. Do you know why they do that? Shut your beak. Because when they do this, and there's I'm i three other fingers pointing back at them. There's, there's more fingers pointing at them than there is at you. So when they project, they want to project at you. And I think the, the takeaway from that is that you. Most of the things in life, yeah, there might be outside factors. But if you always are intellectually honest with yourself about what you did right, what you did wrong, what you could have done more and what you couldn't have done more, you're always going to get better from every experience.
1: This is the other thing that I think was kind of interesting. And uh, there's my awkward pause that you always like. (laughs) I just edit them (laughs) out usually. I just edit them out. Is people's... Definition of intellectual honesty might be different. You might look at the same situation and have two different ideas and believe that you're being intellectually honest. Mm-hmm. I th- I'd say there's a prudent man clause comes into play for the most part where 80% of people are going to agree on it. But there's definitely situations where you and I are, are going to believe that we're being 100% intellectually honest on the same situation when we psychoanalyze it and but still have differing views or opinions but feel that we are being 100% intellectually honest. But that's
0: where being tolerant of other perspectives comes into it, right? Like, at least understanding, okay, I want to understand where you're coming from to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's what i said, It comes down to inputs, Mm -hmm.
1: right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when Lauren and I had... Uh, our first son, we were talking about you know, like the worst thing to do with b- kids is play the comparison game. Like, well, their baby sleeps or their baby eats this or their baby crawls. Like the,
0: the the their baby thing. And when you're not looking, their baby picks their nose and sticks their finger up their butt. And <laughs> well, they all yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> some grown men still do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't Maybe knock women him. too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, so there's one other place, but let place. me finish my oh, thoughts thought thought. thought no,
1: so the comparison game right um and this kind of goes back to, and I'll, I'll I'll wrap it I'll bring it back around is to the inputs thing right you can be intellectually honest, but the inputs are going to be different, so the outcomes are going to be different, right, so with children, I was like like life isn't one recipe that we all have the same ingredients right if we were all playing with the same ingredients we'd be able to have a lot of the same outcomes but our cabinets do not hold the same ingredients so we can't just look at this ingredient card or this recipe and i like said two cups flour one cup sugar put a little vanilla in there mix it all up put a little butter a little like it doesn't all just Work like that because you might have two cups flour. I might have one. But I've got only a half a cup of sugar and you've got more vanilla or something, right? It's like and we can't make the same recipe. So in any point in life, I think people need to just stop and be intellectually honest about what's in their cabinet too. Mm -hmm. Like what are the – and I use the toolbox analogy a lot, so I'll go with that actually. It's like what are the tools in your toolbox, because the tools that I have in my toolbox are different than the tools that Stephen has in his toolbox. So we each might come to the job site with our toolboxes, and there might be a bolt down there, and Stephen pulls out a hammer to hit it, and I've got the wrench to turn the bolt. And mine's probably going to work better, but Stephen brought the hammer because he doesn't have a wrench.
0: So he's trying to do what he can with what he has. Maybe he doesn't know how to use a wrench. I do, but... <laughs> there's that as well there's and a, there's maybe he a, doesn't yeah. yeah
1: maybe I mean they just don't know how to use your tools but I think just being intellectually honest with what you have to work with mm-hmm. and doing the best that you can with what you have
0: to work with too or you know the best solution to what we just talked about you and I talk and go hey you've got a hammer why don't you go say, hammer team those up. things in and I've got a wrench so I'll, I'll work on this. Here. yeah, yeah. And together we'll build the house collaboration right yeah alright it's soapbox time Oh geez! Oh, you weren't on a soapbox already? No, this is this is truly soapbox time. So, I was talking about intellectual dishonesty, and I think the number one place that we see intellectual dishonesty over and over and over, literally daily, if you don't want to go hourly or by the minute, is politics, and where we see the most intellectual dishonesty. is in I was just say you think there's intellectual honesty in
1: politics? I think there is. <laughs>
0: And some politicians, and I think within local politics more so than national. Yeah, federal's is different. Um, but with the two-party system, we have gotten to the point, and this is both sides, by the way. This is not me bashing oh, no. Republicans or bashing Democrats. This is bipartisan, baby. The denial of nuance when it comes to issues. mm mm-hmm. um, And it's the most intellectually dishonest bullshit that I've— uh, we're at a point where you know we've boiled th- these issues down to their simplest form so the ones that spring to mind are like clean energy right and I'll use electric cars as the example we talked about this with uh, the golfs when they were here we mm-hmm. think there's going to be a massive swing towards every car company making electric cars which is great what hasn't been discussed and isn't discussed is often the ramifications of that. What's it, How are the grids going to hold up to it? We've got three grids in this country. We've got one in Texas. Go figure, Texas has its own. And we have an East Coast and a West Coast grid. Texas is right? smart. <laughs> All three of those experience rolling blackouts with current usage. Yeah. What's it going to be like when everybody plugs a car in overnight every night? We're not allowing for behavior, right? People will treat their cars like they treat their phones. They don't know how much they're going to drive, so they just plug it in every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. That's that's one instance of it. Um, when it comes to foreign policy, right, there's m- multiple ways to do it. We have issues right now with Russia, with China. Mm-hmm. One party wants to handle it one way. Another party wants to handle it another. The best policy is probably somewhere in the middle, right? But we can't do that. We're not allowed to say, well, actually, Donald Trump did this well, but he just didn't do this well. And... This is where like I said, it's 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 the biggest scandal on earth right now, I think, is American politics that we've gotten to this partisanship, this um, intellectual dishonesty of I support the Democrats. I was gonna say I don't even think it's or th- I support the politicians the Republicans. as much as their supporters, yeah. Yeah. We support yeah. them. We support we, them. Hook like line and sinker buy into sports them. teams. Yep. And we trivialise these complex issues down to these Sometimes it's a meme, right? (laughs) Yeah. And the case in point, again, I'm not a Donald Trump fan by any means. But I like some of his policies. And I think that's me being intellectually honest. Yeah. Right? I'm not a fan of Joe Biden. Some of his policies aren't terrible. Yeah. Right? So what we've gotten to is we, I mean, there's a literal thing, and you can look this up if you want. It's called Trump Derangement Syndrome. It's what been is it diagnosed, called? Trump Derangement Syndrome, <laughs> to where normally fair-minded people basically say orange man bad or, orange on bad. any policy that, okay, so what, but again, a really complicated issue is immigration, right? Something that's near and dear to my heart. Now we're going back to Trump policies with this administration, despite the fact that this administration denounced them all and made executive orders when they first came in. So, like I said, this is not a political statement per se. I think both sides are as bad as each other. But until we, on a national level, have the same level of intellectual honesty that we have mostly local politics, we're in trouble.
1: Yeah, no, and I I don't disagree. I mean, and we're in a very interesting time where you can go on and have people validate Whatever biases you want to have <laughs> validated, and say that you're being intellectually honest, yeah. Because Joe Blow said, you know, backs your your particular stance. When in reality, it's like that's just being intellectually dishonest. Is that a reputable site? No. It's like, do people the majority of prudent individuals hold your belief? No. Are then are you really being intellectually honest? Like and maybe even looking at your inputs if you think that you're being intellectually honest be intellectually honest about the inputs that you think you're being intellectually honest yeah. on like go back to the foundation and look at the, if there's a crack in the foundation upon which you're being intellectually honest mm-hmm. go back to the core
0: exactly but. did you just mic drop don't drop it. I don't want you to break it. It's on a stand. We won't break yeah. it. Yeah, don't pick it up and drop it. That'll Just crush it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's our discussion on intellectual honesty. That was it. It was heated. <laughs> it was start. a little heated to start, <laughs> to start with. I still call bullshit. But that's something that we can agree to disagree on. Yeah. There's, there's us being intellectually honest. You can keep believing it, and I can keep believing it. Truth. Um I heard what you're saying. I'm not saying there's no merit to some of what you say. And I don't disagree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at us. <laughs> like a I don't disagree with everything you're saying. And there's some merit to some of your point. And like we're we're going to hug as well. We're going to hug at the end of this. I mean, don't be worrying that that we're uh, we're mad at each other. We really do like it when you guys rate, review, and share. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say
1: something before you go there. So, I think that's part of what people like is that it's like I'm not going to let you flip stuff that I don't like if if i disagree with what you say like i will tell
0: you and vice versa yeah i think at this point right we don't just say fuck you podcast over we're never doing this again (laughs) oh i meant to tell you something
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm out (laughs) but and i I think like we could choose to be very offended each of us could choose to walk away pissed off and offended i posted about this last week and you made a little comment on the facebook I did <laughs> I got somebody Somebody. I forgot I'll have to tell you what somebody told me in person about that did you um, see the people that liked your comment I I saw people liked it I didn't pay attention we'll have a discussion about that off air oh of course I, sure because you have
0: some opinion about it yep yeah you always have an opinion anyway finish what you were saying I can't remember because you, you were talking about me. opinions and being offended and basically ratifying what I posted on the Facebook last week Oh, I can't about how you. people can choose to be offended or not? <laughs> I can't remember. Or they can think critically. Well, no, be I, before, before you asked me yeah. about that is what I'm talking about. Not about all your right. post, Stephen. No, that, I'm basically telling you what you were talking about. You were saying we could be all offended or we could be like, okay, I'm going to think about this. I can't yeah. remember how I was going with it anyway, now. Okay. It's all gone. It's gone. Sorry. P-M. I'm sure Ben was going to say something profound. It was. But it was yeah, a great way to sign great off. Great review, share. We love you guys. And until the next time, be good to yourselves. And to each, to each other. other. Boom.